I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the anthology film um, or series of OVAs, depending on how you want to look at it, Robot Carnival. Yeah, we, welcome, we welcome back to this. <laughs> we did, we did. We're happy to have. We're it. happy <laughs> to have mom back for this journey that we all went on together. I might have fared better on the other. No. <laughs> Not on the first Vampire no, Hunter, but Bloodlust. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, okay, so spoiler-free plot synopsis. I want to do it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Wow, <laughs> sure, go for it. It was a series of unfortunate events. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, no, but I would say that it is basically a series of a symbiotic relationship between humans and robots, and at times a parasitic relationship between humans and robots. Most of the time, humans don't have the upper hand, don't have control. And in the times that they do think they have control, they do a lot more damage than <laughs> than successful feats so very very interesting correlation again between human beings and robots or machines yeah yeah no that works for me yeah if you if you don't know what robot carnival is it is just a a, an anthology of different uh shorts by different relatively well-known animators in in japan this one is from 1987 there there's there's a good couple of these that we that I definitely intend for us to eventually watch, like Memories and uh, 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 what is it, Genius Party, stuff like that. But this is one of the earlier ones that I, that I'm aware of, um, and it's it's an experience, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just yes. it's just different auteurs, kind of. One of the things I find most fascinating about it is just the different ways in which the directors choose to use their time and what and choose to use the format of a short film like some are more focused on plot some are more focused on mood some are clearly just more focused on the animation it's it's very interesting yeah Mm -hmm. without getting into spoilers which their spoilers are an interesting thing on this one too um would y'all recommend this in any capacity I don't think I would even with caveats because there would be so many caveats <laughs> other than if you are historical and, and interested again in anthologies. Yeah, I I think I would recommend it. I I like anthologies. I like uh, little, little bits of things that you can just kind of sit in for a bit. Um, there, there are definitely some, some elements that I wasn't a fan of. Sure. But, but overall, I, I, I think I kind of enjoy this sort of thing. And I think that there's some good stuff there, some interesting things anyway. Uh, and I, I, I would like to, to see more of this in, um, from current animators, from more diverse animators. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely more, more on your end of things, Valerie. Um, I, I fa- this was fascinating. Like, it's just really interesting to see each of these are so clearly like a, a, a work spearheaded by one person with an idea of what they wanted it to be. And that's a fascinating thing, whether it's 
reading a short story and an anthology of short stories or seeing an anthology of short films. It's it's interesting. It's like basically, hey guys, this is called Robot Carnival. You gotta have robots in it in some capacity. Do what you want to do. It seemed to be the mandate of this. And it's interesting to see how different people wanted to focus on that. And it really is a, it's an animation tour de force in a way. It's definitely really interesting to see the different animation styles and stuff. So I would, I would definitely recommend this to anyone who's interested in animation. I don't think that this is probably like something that's great for young kids. Um, it's never it's never super graphic, but there's especially one short that has some very heavy themes. Um, and, and it's just the overall tone of it is definitely adult. I'm not sure how much kids would even get out of it. Um, I could see like teenagers enjoying it, but they probably would enjoy it more when if they rewatch it later when they're older. <laughs> it's, it's the sort of thing that I think is better when you are more capable of reflection. Um, and the younger you are, the less that that tends to be a priority. Um, so I, I think this is something that is in that is best when you're able to reflect on it and kind of really think about it. Um, mm-hmm. However, would, you want to interpret it. Yeah, I don't know. I would also say, loving academia myself because I'm a big nerd. <laughs> if you want to get together with some of your intellectual or friends that you like to discuss and debate things, watching it and trying to discern the meaning, <laughs> I'd say go for it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I definitely think you should watch it if you're into animation. Um, if you like animation, but you're not that fascinated by it, then I don't know, it may, may or may not be your thing. And I'm not, anthology films aren't for everyone. They, they, I don't get the sense that they're mom's cup of tea, though it's very possible she'll enjoy other ones more down the line. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I generally recommend it. All right, let's get specific. So this is going to... Go a little differently than normal, um, because this is an anthology film with eight or nine shorts, depending on how you want to parse it. Um, so we're kind of going to go through each individually and and talk about the animation and the sound design and everything for each one separately, rather than going through the story for all of them, then going through the animation for all of them. We're going to kind of do them each separately, except when it comes to what we consider spoilers, we will save the spoilers for all of them for the spoiler section. Um, so first up is the opening and ending, the the bookends to this, um, which are directed and storyboarded and scenarios done by Katsuhiro Otomo. Who is the creator of Akira, the manga and the movie, mm-hmm. um, and screenwriter on Metropolis and director of Steam Boy? He's a pretty well-known guy. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched Akira yet, Mom, but it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's okay. kind of a big deal. <laughs> and um, it literally came out a year after this. I think um, I didn't double check this, but I'm 99% sure all of that directors on this were worked on Akira in some capacity, most of them doing animation. Um, But Katsuhiro Otomo is the creator of Akira. Uh, So he's the guy who bookends this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, what do we want to say? What do we want to say about the opening and ending that don't involve spoilies? It definitely set a tone. (laughs) It's just the literal manifestation of the title. Yes. Just demolishing a town is sure a way to open your anthology film. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm. Uh, it was. Su- 
it was very goofy. The the just robot carnival. Yeah, just the words in English letters, robot carnival. It was oh, that was funny, but it was also horrifying to think it's, that it's very dark humor. Yes, yes, because it has. In fact, the whole machine that was the robot carnival was very festive and and. and thematic music that that like is again a carnival and everyone's having fun as everything is being demolished yeah as steamrolling things and, and like shooting lasers that explode people are, yeah, are being murdered and yeah it's just like oh. you don't like really see the people getting killed directly like it's not uh graphic in that way but the implication is definitely the impl- there. like it is ha- that is what's happening. Like a bunch of people are are getting destroyed by this thing. Yeah, like you see the people running into their homes. You see this big thing that's that just like the on treads going. Yeah, the, the size of it is as big as the town, and it just drives through the town. And there's and even not... a, there's even a shot from above looking down where you see the treadmills going over houses. Yeah, like, like yeah. the destruction is heavily implied. And you see families and babies with, you know, crying and, and people. So, I mean, you know, there's not too much. Homes. There's not too much focus on that, though. Like, no. it is a horrific thing, but it's not like dirt, while it's all happening, it's just con- cutting to like a, a woman holding her children and stuff. Like, it's it's not meant to be horrific and horrifying like, say... Valor and I not that long ago watched the original Godzilla and there's that scene where Godzilla is going through the town and there is a mom holding her children and, ba- and like it's basically like their last moments and it's meant to be horrifying and yeah. scary. That's not the case with this. It's it's horrifying, but it's also clearly overall a dark comedy kind of thing is the well, tone it still of it. got to me because in that one part, because then it you see people standing on a hill. Yes. You know, you think at one point I wasn't sure if everyone, if they had like basements and everyone went under there. They no. were speaking. But I'm saying that with the mom, you know, the family around the table, the mom, the, ba- the baby crying in the crib and stuff. No, clearly. And then any, any doubt that I had that, that all the houses were being destroyed was definitely shown with everything being steamrolled. Yeah. So knowing yes. that those people, didn't have time to leave, mm-hmm. were killed. It and is an interesting mood to set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There was a, a, a intentional like juxtaposition of this fanciful show with like fireworks, but there are explosions with these ballerinas who drop like bombs from the machine onto the town. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was sure something. Yeah. Um, and we won't. We'll talk about it more in detail in the spoiler section, but at the end of the movie, we come back to it as it's kind of stalled out on a sand dune, and and it, the, the robot carnival, the giant thing itself, seems to then reflect on its own beginnings. Yeah, that's a I, am stating that the that the machine is reflecting. That is an interesting thought that I didn't think of and that's that, that's how i interpret it but again so much of this movie is up for interpretation yes, in that way it is. i i i like that though i like that um yeah but animation wise like animation was good uh, i mean yeah i mean it was gorgeous the the sound design like the goofy noises the people don't talk they kind of yeah kind of like chipmunks that's interesting and yeah, that's, the, well it, well it's interesting thing. you say the animation is gorgeous 
It's it's good animation, but not for. I mean, I definitely not a, not a fan. I mean, it's not first of like all, pretty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, because all the color palette is very dark. A pop. Mm-hmm apocalyptic yes it uh, the people it's like kind of mad max almost with this in, being in the sand and all that right and but even people the who are like low of the, technology yeah, of the of the yeah the grays and the mm-hmm. the you know the browns or the metal colors but also even i am not a fan of the the style of the people because mm-hmm. again just very under, okay uh, grotesque in the sense that they were were primarily malnourished almost to me almost looked like a combination they didn't look like zombies of course no. weathered but that gaunt yes, and weathered and and just very yeah yeah they lived a, a hard exactly. life it's a hard existence is the right i personally I quite enjoyed their character designs i also love the amnonals that you saw in the beginning yes, i have little creatures <laughs> yes uh, right. yes no it's interesting uh it starts with a boy or someone who looks young finding the poster of of uh, maybe like coming soon or something like something about the robot carnival and he grabs it and he runs to the town and I'm like is this are they excited for this and it's like oh this was a dire warning yeah uh, um, and yeah I guess I is it that this thing kind of just takes the same path over and over I don't know yeah so so there's some lots of interesting questions with this like it's so f- it's so funny to like seriously discuss this short because it's literally about a giant thing that says robot carnival going through the desert. Like it's such an inherently absurd thing that is then like very real in a way. Like it's yeah. just, it's just like the, you really feel the massiveness of this thing. It's, and I don't know. It's so, it's so weird. It's very funny. It kind of, for some reason, it a little bit made me feel like uh, Monty Python and some of the animated. Oh, yeah, stuff I could even did. see that. Well, I was thinking even of Star Wars that all the uh, the Jawa, the huge, mm, the, the huge sand crawler, sand crawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Uh, but I think what I talk about will probably fall into. Like, yeah, that discussion can, will lead into spoilers. Yeah, and stuff, we can so. talk even more about its nature and spoilers. Let's then go on to the second short, Franken's Gears. It says director, scenario, and character designer was Koji uh, Morimoto. And he is an animator who uh, worked on, of course, Akira, but I think all of them did. And the Animatrix, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, and two Hikaru Hikaru Utada music videos, including Passion, which is the Japanese version of Sanctuary from the second game. I had wanted to watch Kiki's Delivery Service yesterday because of Halloween, <laughs> but I didn't. So I can't. So it's the same director you're saying? No, or not time. director. He he worked on the animation. Oh, the animation. For mo- most of these people, um, tend to be animators first rather than directors. Okay. Okay. Well, again, huge. Not a fan of this one. <laughs> not even slightly, because some of my least favorite things were. Present. The prominent present. One being the crazy, just, I had to look at this crazy, horrific face up He's in my face with horrific. the eyes. <laughs> well, the eyes, the just, the, the very prominent, the craziness, and, and the, the look in his mouth. and the, Mom and has the an aesthetic that she likes, and stuff that is kind uh, of outside of that is really not to her Well, taste. because he had this, this, when I say it was grotesque to me, that the look of just... He had his mouth open and the crazy look out of his eyes. It he was, was a just, funky looking old guy. 
Yeah. Oh, and that was just in my face. And then, I don't think he was as gross as mom is. No, not <laughs> gross in the sense that, yeah, but just just that, the idea of, of someone possibly being just kind of exaggerated that features. exaggerated well even even being that focused and 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 oblivious and just so crazed i mean what he's basically frankenstein exactly huh? yeah. exactly exactly um uh, and then and then two is then all the all of the when i say carnage not carnage of people dying but of of things being broken and and falling apart and ripping apart and and all of that i don't yeah, i don't his like lab was really full yeah. of things Lots and things. and they moved around and shifted and fell in a, yeah, a I like, yeah i don't like yeah i don't like wanton destruction i, I like, do, oh yeah go oh ahead. i like the music and the sounds in this one mm, yeah and one of the things that i also liked in this one was um so yeah frankenstein he has this robot there and he does a thing to try to wake it up or like make it alive and for a bit it didn't work, but then when it, it did, there's this shift in animation style that I really liked. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, it's like... It goes black and white. Black and white, almost. Yeah. And, and some of the shots almost made, like, with how the shading and the shadows are, almost made me think of computer animation sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting looking. Um, yeah. And I've also found it fascinating that he, he doesn't make any vocal sounds Mm-mm. like it's not just like garbled human speech or whatever was going on in the first one it's just he does like his mouth will move and you can assume that he's making vocal sounds but you don't hear any of that yeah. that's not part of the sound design which is an, an interesting choice yeah I, wasn't, I was gonna say yeah very interesting choice yeah but i wasn't I, completely sure if i l- liked it or not but it was it was clear that that wasn't the focus anyways yeah so. in one sense to me it heightened kind of the horror or the grotesqueness of it to me because again he had had he definitely looked like he was he was vocalizing and lamenting and with no sound but other sounds going on around it was just kind of creepy just kind oh, of yeah, even there more there was a lot of foley like mm-hmm. yeah. you could hear his shoes mm-hmm. you can hear him move around yeah it was yeah. definitely not without sound yeah it's just that he didn't make exactly. sound from his mouth exactly yeah. so that was kind of disc- and but i absolutely loved the music i was in fact that's one of my favorite things out of all of this is the music in in these are amazing um since you brought up the music, I would just like to say there are three composers that um, Wiki credits um, on this. Although in the credits, I only remember seeing one. Um, but Joe Hisaishi, Ikaru Fujita, and Masahisa Takeichi. Uh, there's only one of these shorts where in the where I actually see a particular one of those composers credited. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not exactly sure which composer did what. Um, but I need to point out that Joe Hisaishi is kind of um, an anime music rock star in Japan. <laughs> he, um, You could think of him as a little bit as the um, John Williams, mm-hmm. but like arguably even more like essential and prolific and well-known like he he does a a bunch of the music in ghibli movies but definitely not just that he does a lot of music for a lot of things in japan uh um and he's very good at what he does it was great at times it was almost like i don't want to say a bop but it was just like (laughs) during during the and it was just very interesting there's an animation thing i want to point out in franken's gears which is the hands at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, at, reminded me very directly of the hands at the beginning of Thief and the Cobbler. 
Remember that are also kind of going around like a globe or whatever. Like they reminded me of it so much that I have to ask whether it was a purposeful homage. The only thing is Thief and the Cobbler didn't have an official release that I'm aware of until the 90s after this. But I don't know if it was shown in other circuits to where an animator would have seen it because it it felt very like it like super like Mm. it to the extent that it feels like it has to be a purposeful homage because it feels like it would be difficult for someone to so directly do that by accident yeah (laughs) um yeah i I thought that was really interesting and i guess that that globe or whatever was the globe that then he had on his back the whole time yeah i before was he did he want to do you think he was a mad scientist that wanted to rule the world? That's my well, I was going to say, here. is the, it was the thing on his back reminiscent of the world, like a globe? I think so. Okay. I think it was oh. like a globe. I think if you go with that, then possibly, but I think something happened at the end that may, maybe I can argue separately. We'll ha- yeah, we'll have to discuss it in spoilers. And, and before, but... before we move on, what did I want to say? Oh, I was so afraid that the robot was going to crush him in his hands. We'll oh yeah, yeah yeah when, when the or robot like, like stands up and just has its its hands yeah, open, yeah. its arms open i was afraid that the guy was gonna hug him and then the robot would hug him and then he would be crushed and we'll we'll talk about yeah we'll, we'll see what happens uh the next short is deprive um the director scenario and character designer for this one is hidetoshi umori and he has worked on many, many, many projects as an animator, um, including um, this is just a small part of the things. Bubblegum Crisis, three Detective Conan movies, a DBZ movie, three Crayon Shinchan movies, mm-hmm. Inuyasha the series and two of the movies, Kill a Kill, and five different Loop in the Third projects. He's been on a lot of things. A lot, yeah. Um, this was... An music interesting video. little. It ba- it really did just feel like a music video. And I didn't mind it. I, I didn't. I uh, yeah. What did I? What's my note on this? Music's very cool in eighties. Yeah. Is what I put. Like it's it's a bop. Like yeah. I'm just like yeah yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. A lot of <laughs> lot of good bops on this. Yeah. yeah I, I was fine. I like the like, music a lot. Go with it as the, like this is just a music video. Yeah. It's it's probably the most simplistic short. Like oh. you can. Past the past the opening parts of it, you can f- pretty well guess exactly what's going to happen. Like it's mm-hmm. basically just a story of a dude rescuing a lady who's ca- kidnapped by a villain. It's straightforward, yeah, um, and with a very minor twist of the dude as a robot that isn't like a last minute twist or anything. No, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know why she was taken. I'd be curious about that. Yeah, the very beginning of the short was perhaps the most fascinating thing because it seemed to like almost quickly t- try to tell some of what of the history of whatever this yeah it's give world you a, a place. is, and I and I don't totally understand what the history was supposed to be. But I know because it it it, it seemed as if initially that this whole city to me was being destroyed is is what my it, it first seemed to me like was. there was like a, a war between humans and robots going on at first but then but then he's a hero robot and there's also evil robots and the guy controlling the evil robot seems to be maybe a cyborg I thought he was like an alien. I don't know. He don't had know. he had the eye, the mechanical eye that shot a yeah, laser. laser eye. He was very he was a very Bowie esque villain, I would say. Yes. But also the setup at the at the beginning seemed to be like robots 
were in control of the city and that, that basically humans were, it wasn't clear. Like you didn't see humans doing, being subjugated as far as doing things. I don't know. I was, but I they was also getting, very much in control. Almost. I was getting the sense that like the girl and the robots love was forbidden in some way. I could get that. That's kind of what I was feeling at first. And it felt like it, when we first saw that robot and he got hurt by the robots that were taking her, he was less advanced and he like, built himself up in between then and when he goes on the rescue is kind of yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, so so you chose the guy with the robot. I don't know if you see the boy first, but yes, like when it, it picks up uh past the the setting establishing a scene, it's a it's a looks like a human man uh riding a, a bike or whatever to yeah. to I think you do get a brief shot of him in the very beginning. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter that much, but yeah. Yeah, so so after a little bit, it confirms, like, oh, this human person is actually that robot. So, yeah, I guess you have to make the assumption that somehow he gained this ability. Somehow he, whether it is, like, being stronger so that you can look like that or just a, that it's just some sort of upgrade to look like a human as well. The thing that that I, that kind of triggered it for me was when he like literally stomped on some robots' heads, and I'm like, a human would not be strong enough to just crush yeah. like that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the robot, right? But no, the music was cool. The lasers were cool. So, oh, so yeah, like yeah. the robot designs and how they attack and stuff. Like those those were some interesting. I really like the one big robot that like shot a bunch of lasers and they kind of like curved. Yeah, yeah, that was cool looking. Yeah, there was there mm-hmm. was neat stuff there, but like you said. It was pretty straightforward story Which it seemed like that's it, that's what it wanted to be. Like, it didn't feel like it was trying to be terribly deep. And I think that's fine. Like, not everything needs to be. It was it was an entertaining little short. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one was, was good entertaining. And I didn't have to puzzle over anything except for, is that the robot? And then I'm like, yeah, that's the robot. Which is like yeah. a brief reprieve before you get to the next one where you Woof. have to puzzle over a lot. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's when, I, when I did the synopsis or whatever spoiler free synopsis at the beginning is a very symbi- um, symbiotic relationship because again humans and and machines or and robots seem to sometimes again look like look like they look like a human but then they're really a robot or machine and and they'll go kind of back and forth though you'll you'll see them a machine but then all of a sudden they transform and they look human so very yeah. interesting our next short is Presence. This is actually one of the longer ones. Um, a lot of these tend to be between like five and ten minutes, um, but there's there's two that are a bit longer. I think this one's closer to the 20 minute mark. Yeah, this one's the first one that had like voice acting. Yes, this is also the first one that had voice at like true voice acting. It, it, it also like ha- opened with a thing and then showed the title and then had the rest of the thing. Yeah, it was... It was interesting. Uh, the director, scenario, and character designer for this is Yasuyomi Umetsu, who created the Kite film series and animated on a loop in the third movie, among other credits. I have heard of the Kite film series uh, for a long for a long time, but I have never checked it out because I have heard it ha- is that it has some violence and stuff in it that I'm not sure I'd be comfortable seeing. And I gotta say, watching the short did not make me more enthused to check them out. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would agree. I would agree. I also am not a fan of the 
the design of of our main character the the man's head bothered he's me. just called protagonist in the <laughs> oh no, his, his just head bothered me and, and, the when, big and they aged him it, well even just when they would show him from behind the shape of his head and his skull and it was just very strange yeah and it's interesting because they they did like a a crowd scene like you could see people walk by and they looked like people like yeah it's yeah. not like his was in an indication of the overall design of people. It's like, oh no, this guy. I think we should talk about that scene first, though. The opening scene with the robot guy's head getting knocked off and kicked around by sure. children. I, I mean, that is an interesting choice for how to start this film that otherwise doesn't really deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, what that opening thing tells me is that robots can look indistinguishable from people, yes. but also aren't necessarily very well respected. So that seems like it could set up a story that is more directly about that. Mm-hmm. But that's not exactly what this is about. Mm-mm. And so, I, yeah, like, what do you guys think about the choice to open with that and what it like thematically does or doesn't say about where the rest of the short goes? Yeah, I had that question of like, can you tell who is a robot? Because yeah, it showed a crowd scene and some guy, I guess kids just like rip his head off and it's a I, th- I think they robot. throw something they and it gets knocked some off. Things, ah. Yeah. Which is like, I guess your head is not very well connected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how And he just seems annoyed. Like it's it doesn't necessarily seem like he even feels pain from it so well, much as it's an point, annoyance. Though, he said, Hey guys, this hurts. At one point he did. I don't know actually, what he says. Does he say it that was hurts? it was after the credits and it started when when they that ga- it went on too long. Oh, you yeah. think yeah, it he- starts at the beginning and then they keep it keeps going and going and his head keeps going and, and they're they're tossing it, so they're kicking weird. it. Yeah. And then they have the credits. And then all of a sudden, at some point... Yeah, you, you get s- to the protagonist, the main character, <laughs> and, and 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 you kind of forget about it. But then those kids come back yeah. with the guy's head. Yeah. And, uh, and But he said it. Some, then he but said, they also hey, guys, seem to be out in the countryside by that point. Yeah. yeah. Which like, they were like in somewhere in a town before that. So Yeah. It's... Weird. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's very... It, it doesn't make me positive about the... The, the status of society. Yeah. Exactly. And what bothers me a lot is in any futuristic or any, uh, even Star Wars or or any kind of thing where you have a, a robot that's sentient, mm-hmm. like they have their own thoughts, then, you know, you get into, and maybe I'm thinking of my Star Trek thing, you know, then you have a sentient species um, or even um, Mass Effect where you value that life. I mean, they're, they're you don't, you don't look at them like they have Star Wars no is value. sure super uninterested in delving into that. Well, I actually, I guess I'm thinking of a Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass uh, Effect. Mass Star Trek's effect. also delved into that a bunch with data and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. that you, you know, that you respect it. I mean, you and you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't treat them any differently, and and they have their rights too. So what I bothers love, I me? I love Star Wars, but man, its depiction is really. Yeah. If you start thinking about it, it's real weird. Yeah. But I was just going to say that the point being that if you have these robots that are just a integrated part of society where, again, you can't even tell visually a human from from a robot, then to treat them that way or and or to take their life without, you know, without any blinking an eye, that's morally wrong. That's just, you know, just bothered me for sure. I think it kind of. 
said something on that or or that they treated it that way says something about or the the short itself uh i super think it's interesting whenever they have the situation where you have a a, a robot or whatever that that looks so much like a human and how you yeah they can easily be treated that way and then how the animators treat the body of that mm-hmm. and but because it looks they they allow themselves to get away with more because it's it's a robot, not a real person. I know, but that, bo- but it's yeah. very like grotesque or mm, yeah. just like kind of viscerally upsetting. But it's also, I mean, this short directly brings up these questions too. It's not like it's not like it completely ignores this. The robot girl that we haven't really talked about yet, like directly brings up questions of like purpose and mm-hmm. love and being able to feel like. It's part of the, like it's part of the text, yeah. but then the the way that it's treated in the text also is disturbing. Very yeah. uh, Before we really get yeah, into that, even, though, yeah. real quick, I want to have one note that doesn't really fit anywhere else. So early on, yeah, there's a floating clock that comes by and tells him to get back to work. Mm. And before I really understood, because now I assume that that's like a little gadget thing that he made because mm-hmm, he makes mm-hmm. a bunch of things like that. Before I understood what that was, I was like, wow, a, a future where a little floating clocks come up and tell you to get back to work? That sounds awful. Yeah. Sounds like a capitalist <laughs> nightmare. Agreed. I totally thought the same <laughs> and that, thing. that's what I I thought too is again that's why i thought in one sense that that uh you know robots or or you know machines computers had control of the world and that yeah. basically people were working for them was my thought alluding back to the statement you made where uh, and we won't get into spoilers about uh the female robot robot yes. uh but also the well, we- creator we can say because we haven't we haven't said what's happened. So he is ba- he basically goes during during the daytime at this point in his life to like a little shack in the woods, basically where Workshop. he seems to tinker yeah. and create little things, but has also been working on and creating a very uh, human life size yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all I was going to say is he when you said that that it introduces. It made clear the fact that this robot had their own desires or feelings and so forth. He also confirms, he said, that's not that's not part of your program or that's not something I yeah. programmed yeah. for you. So it makes very clear, that's why I'm saying that this is a sentient being that has their own thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings, you know, outside of their programming. Yeah. 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 But before I get to that, just a setting thing. I thought it was interesting where it generally looked like a, a town except for like these big towers in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah. As he got closer like, to where he works, I guess. I have one more really positive thing that I'd like to say, because um, what we're probably about to start talking about is significantly less so. Um, <laughs> I think the music in this one was particularly gorgeous, and I'm pretty mm, sure this yes. was definitely one of the ones Joe Hizaishi worked on. Uh, super gorgeous music, especially the the lush piano in it. Uh-huh. Yes. Very, very nice music. It was, like, the one great part of the short is that the music was gorgeous. I will say that I, I was... It was a little disconcerting when it was trying to make me feel an emotion that I was not yes. yeah, feeling. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, yeah. Let, let's get get into it. Okay. Get into it, babe. So, so yes, he's creating this robot girl. Uh, his choice of clothes for her was interesting. At first, I thought she had one sock and no sock, but no, it was two different types of socks. Uh, lots of kind of mismatched 
It was felt very youthful. Yes, too she, youthful. She almost yes. she almost feels like a like a, a teen pop idol who had purposely has a quirky image was yeah. sort of like the, almost the vibe I got at it. And yes, I definitely am on the same track of feeling like too young was part of this problem. And yeah. and you, you he's narrating a lot of things, talking about like oh I have this wife that works really hard and they say I'm a feminist. And it has like a very brief shot of her like in a room with a bunch of people and her face is like obscured. Yes, you notice her because of the she the has like a mole or something. This. Yeah. Uh just like from, what is the feminist thing supposed to mean? Just that he can stand And the not having the love of a mom or something and yes. he says later. Yeah. I think it's, it's the like boy. that you don't feel emasculated by this woman that you can like stand to help her whenever you're not successful. That's because uh, I'm building my own girl in the woods. So yeah. the creepy, I mean, it, this was so disturbing on so many levels, which we are going to get into. Because of all the dialogue, I didn't know if, is he creating someone who's going to end up being a mom to him? Is he creating a daughter? Is he creating a woman that, he, you know, that it, to a relationship? Ooh, it was just so icky. Yes, it was Because it was like all of it was meshed and it was like, what? Yes, like, what are you trying to tell me? I Trying to figure it out. Oh. I, and a fun, <laughs> I think the framing also, like, there's a lot of kind of Dutch angles if you were, like, talking about cinematography. Yeah. But thinking about it, like, it just, in the end, I guess, all felt kind of pretentious. Because I'm just not about it. Yeah, it feels like... It feel, in one sense, it kind of feels like you could assume this is not supposed to be the story about... A story about... A morally upstanding man but at the same time the way he's framed and even like you said the way that music cues and stuff are framed squarely puts him as as the wikipedia puts it the protagonist so we are meant to sympathize with him i think so well also i almost disagree that he wasn't they didn't try to present him as a morally upstanding man i would i would think that that's something that someone who's trying to defend it could try to say. Right, because and I'm have, not sure I buy it. Yeah, because they have like he, he a, a family scene at the beginning where he's sitting at the table with his wife and daughter and his daughter is like, you know, dad, you know, you know, go put in a hard day of work, dad and, and and she comes around at the end where she's an old she's older and she and her granddaughter, you know, like this loving father and, and or or and, yeah. and talking to him. And then, you know, the same with his wife. But what to me what ultimately is so disturbing is through this this robot that he is creating to me it objectified a woman in every mm. way possible and yeah. it was so horrific the way we've they been did dancing it. around it, it we horrific. need to talk about what horrific. they did yes. like. oh so, my gosh we yes we talked about how she talks about things that she wants uh she basically says like i i want to fall in love and it implies i don't think she exactly says it but she wants to love him and she he seems him. really like he seems like he feels really awkward about this for whatever reason like for yeah. whatever reason this isn't a thing he is enthused or interested about despite right. having created her yeah he talks about how that wasn't in her programming and then she starts to kind of ask more questions and one thing that i thought was interesting because she's insightful she says you know she mentions that he's lonely and he's like i've never said that and she's like well i think i can hear it in your voice yeah she said and at some point she's like you're still a little boy aren't you what she talking about before he said something about not having a mother or like need looking for femininity 
but like I forget what it is, but she's what does she say or what does she hug him? Does she kiss him? Um, I mean, she she's talking to him and he kind of turns away and ends up sitting at his table and it's tinkering and she keeps talking to him and eventually like shoves all the stuff off the table and gets in, on top of it, which he doesn't like very much. Yeah, so um, she's trying to make him pay attention to her. Yeah, but at some point I think she d- just tries to display like an overt form of affection or something. Yeah, I think she just like grabs and tries to give him kind of like a bear hug from behind. Something like that, yeah. And that causes him to push her up against a win- a mirror. No, Not I think he, her up, no, he, he, he threw her. her. He picks her up and throws her. They kind Hard of cut, it, so I yeah. see why you would, but yeah, no. but he, throws her to where they were a ways the mirror. A, they were a ways away from it, and then he, like, makes a sudden movement, and then it's cracked, and she's over there. Like, no, he throws her against Yeah, it. so she throws, it, throws her against a mirror. It shatters. She, uh, you see where she hit, because it cracks from there. At some point, it shows her bleeding. Well, uh, on the lip, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so... Which in that scene, it, it looks red. It, it yeah, looks oh, red. it did. It looked and red. And I wonder if you could say it's lipstick. I'm not sure. Uh, but I forget what they talk about, but you see him pick up a wrench. Uh, and then it cuts he away. Walks, walks to her. And so... I don't know if you even see him walk towards her. He, he walks backwards and kind of reaches and, like, picks up the wrench. And I think it pretty much immediately cuts from there. I think then it, like, focuses in on that little toy that fell over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's what it is. They, they focus on the toy. There's, like, a toy that falls into it. Yeah. So there's some kind of, like, it's visual symbolic. metaphor. Yes. Uh, Which gets much more explicit later in the spoiler section. Yes. And, and it jumps to him being old. So he did this thing... And he's lived a life and you see him, uh, a a little girl and an older woman and it's his daughter and her daughter. So he's a grandfather Mm -hmm. uh, living life in the country. And And we will talk about more of that in the spoilers, but um, I think you can already probably see why we have... Um, just so upsetting. Still, now actually talking about it more is even more upsetting because again, it objectifies a woman... In every sense of the way of the word, and it it makes domestic violence and everything else okay because these are robots and you can just yeah. murder and you know abuse well, and we murder can, something. It's we can terrible. talk about There's what exactly about. we feel yeah. like it's saying. Yeah. Uh, I oh last thing I guess uh, her design was also interesting. Not just yes. the uh, mismatched clothes, but it always felt like she wasn't quite human because her eyes were sort of not vacant, but they they had pupils like he had a similar eye but her the color of her eyes and how she looked it was always a little disconcerting obviously intentionally so yeah, i thought yeah. that was interesting all right let's move on to our next short which is starlight angel um this the director scenario character designer for this is hiroyuki kirazume kirazume he has worked on as an animator on many projects, go figure, including Oh My Goddess, the movie, and Tenchi Muyo OAV2, the worst one, but <laughs> episode two, which was, from my recollection, one of the better animated episodes of that season, which generally had not that great animation. There are some cameos of Akira movie characters in the background oh, of this one. Neat. Yeah. And the mood of this segment was heavily influenced by the music video for AHA's Take On Me. Ah! Yeah, but. which I think actually helps explain some of the stuff that we'll talk in spoiler section. Uh, so yes, I have music video 2.0. 
Um. I put immediately all about Starlight Angel and the two girls. Yes, yes. I have love them, don't hurt them. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. I was rooting for I'm gonna them. I'm going to say spoilers. They don't get hurt, so don't worry. If yes. you were very worried coming off of the last one, which understandable, they don't get hurt. Uh, spoiler and sad number two. Uh, they're not together. I know. Oh, well, no. I mean, this is a thing from 1987, guys. And I know that we all wanted it. but I like, wanted it so bad. I, I didn't think it was likely to happen. I, I think all of these anime, these directors are guys. And it's in the 80s. I did not expect it to actually I happen. I real bad. <laughs> I thought they were like, oh, they're so cute together. But they're not. Uh, we all own Node when the robot's head fell off at one point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Again, very blurred lines between robots being human, looking like humans, having the ability to almost transform into humans. I, I was very, I was kind of like, what? What's going on? It's at some points. Yeah. So the the story, uh, what wasn't quite as straightforward as the first kind of music video. Yeah. Where, uh, two girls friends they're like hanging out at a theme park yeah it, they, it seems very modeled after disneyland yeah yes. especially kind of, the shots sorry sorry especially distant shots look like the yeah, magic or even Kingdom the one Castle. coaster that they're on made me think of um what is it the the coaster that's in like the dark but with stars oh. space mountain mm, got, space it, got mountain. it got it yes um they they kind of mess with a one of the attendant robots they like run past him and one of the, the brown-haired girl loses a necklace and so... And in the necklace is a picture of a dude. Yes, some blonde dude. Uh, and so Robot has necklace. And then they go, and I guess the other... They're waiting for somebody. Uh, are there, like, they... It looks like they need to meet somebody. And she checked her watch. And then it's like, ah, oh, this guy. And so then blonde girl goes and hugs a guy. It's like, oh, is that her boyfriend? Well, her boyfriend is the same guy that is in the necklace of the brown-haired girl, so... Yeah, so she's all sad, and she runs off, but then, good to her credit, blonde girl seems to figure out what's happening and slaps that jerk. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, but then you have the robot who has the necklace looking for the girl who lost it. Yes. Um, um, and she ends up going on a ride, and then stuff happens that we'll talk about in the spoiler section. I do want to say... There's there's a, a big robot at one point in this last section, and the little creepy mouth in its big mouth that it had, di- of deferring pins on it, it's creepy and I hate it, but also rad. <laughs> <laughs> it was very creepy. Very, very creepy. Um, but yes, excited to finish talking about it. It was... It was, it was, and it was just, it was such a nice tonal switch. Um, none of us enjoyed the one before that. Um, so Starlight Presence was a nice breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. It's, it's overall very cute. Again, great music. Great music. Okay. Let's go on to Cloud, which is, uh, director, scenario, character designer, backgrounds, and key animation from Manabu Ohashi, uh, who is credited as Mao Lambo. Um, he mm-hmm. has worked as an animator on many projects, including Metropolis and Cyborg 009 projects, often under the alias of Mao Lambo, Lambdo. Um, very strange. It was because you had, I loved the robot, uh, and the ro- robot design. It oh yeah. Like that's, youth- I, the robot dancing at the beginning. It was super cute. Darling. Yeah. And, and seemed like a, a young girl or something. I don't know. Just, just adorable. But oh, one thing that bothered me is then all of the background she's on you know on this journey going 
forever and ever and ever walking. But then it was almost like a Greek vibe with the clouds or the people in the clouds yeah. and all that. It, it was almost, again... I mean, it's literally, the short is called Cloud, so it makes sense that it... Right, but I mean, it, it, reminiscent of Greek Greek gods and goddesses. It was just kind of strange. It was a strange contrast to me. I don't know. I didn't really feel a Greek god... Thing going on uh, that's interesting that you did i'm not or saying you, i'm not saying you're wrong even i just didn't get that vibe. well not even like gods but what i'm trying to say is like uh what are you just kind of not go i, I don't want to say harpies but you know but yeah or timey but but again you know women in the clouds and and, and swarms there babies in the cloud or, yeah, like or babies angels. And, yeah. uh it was super interesting very artistic uh yes i think the music was good but the what i liked so so uh, it starts off kind of with one square, so it's never really using the full screen. Um, and no, I thought its use of framing was fascinating. Yes, so for the most part, there were kind of three elements. There was the uh, the big frame that had kind of a background color, but that kind of shifted with the mood of the uh, animation. Then there was the inside frame where that had a lot of the the scenery, the different mm-hmm. clouds and things like that of what the uh, robot was journeying through. And then there was the robot themselves. And usually in the bottom left corner, kind of reacting to the bigger things in the second uh, mid- inside frame. So, yeah, you're just kind of watching and interpreting what's going on. It's not a very direct, this thing is happening to this robot uh, in, a, in an explicit way. So it's kind of hard to say, but it's... It was very interesting, very artistic. Um, it was lovely. I thought I thought I had written this down, um, but I didn't, so I had to look it up on Wiki just now. Uh, the animation is done in a scratchboard or rough etching style, okay. um, mm. which, yeah, I don't know. Um, so you know, when I when I get these things, I, I often check them to make sure the version that I'm looking at is is of decent quality and is and is playing and all that. And looking at some of the animation from this short and kind of noticing that f- skipping through it, it often looks very similar made me a little worried about it. Like I wasn't sure if it was going, especially seeing that it's like 11 minutes. I wasn't sure if it was going to actually be entertaining or not, but I, I mean, I quite enjoyed it. I yeah. think it's, it's has an overall very Zen kind of mood, uh, just very kind of relaxing and just kind of going on the what journey? was that game you had you had me play where where you were going through you were a grain of sand or something you went through all of the it, there were movements and you went across the flower or flower yes yeah yeah flower. yeah that's kind of the vibe it, it gave yeah, me. yeah 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 that game and and I think where I'm getting kind of the Greek god goddess feeling is because a lot of times when the robot was passing by whatever was in the sky was just kind of ignoring it not I mean really not not interacting or, or observing the robot, but then there were times that one person in the cloud or something. Yeah, there was one part where like a bunch messing. of ladies were in the clouds and kind of going by, but you see one of them is like looking back. Exactly, at it. and looking, and then they start like messing with the robot, you know, mm-hmm. causing wind or rain or something. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could see, um, especially that part did a little bit actually remind me of Fantasia, mm-hmm. the segment with, with the, the Greek gods and stuff, like the Zeus or whoever it was in the clouds that was like blowing wind and stuff. I, could, I can see that yeah uh yeah and so there there was kind of a story in the clouds the things that i kind of thought were important but i didn't quite get 
was, okay, so there was, like, babies, there was a storm, there was some heavy rain, but at some point there was, like, a mushroom cloud, mm, and yes. even there was, like, very prominently, and there yes. was, a like, a, a bomb in the cloud as well, yeah. like, or a bomb or a rocket. Yeah. Um... That reminded me of like Hiroshima or, or yeah. the, the atom bomb, the things that you that you see. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. Like I wasn't sure, but like it, it would go through storms and things like that. There was some smoke. Yeah. I, there Like yeah. stuff, stuff was happening. And I think there's probably a lot there if you watch it a few times of uh, interpreting and being I, able to interpret it. I think this is the one that like is most about interpretation and yeah. kind of putting your own story or feelings in it. And I think this is also the short that is most about a mood, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I think the, I think I feel like the biggest focus of this short is setting a mood and tone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really excels at that. It, it yeah. shifts, it shifts from just kind of lonely, but kind of serene, uh, wandering to, to something more harrowed. And yeah, I, yeah I don't know. It's, it, it was really enjoyable. I really liked yeah. it. It seemed to denote to me the passage of time and yeah. even yes. even of 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 the story of mankind. I mean, it, it going through all kinds of, of phases where man was there, where man was destroyed, where man was... I don't know. It was... Yeah, it's interesting. I, I liked it. Uh, and there's, a, I guess, a bit more to talk about in spoilers. Our next one is Strange Tales of Meiji Machine Culture colon westerners invasion <laughs> the director and scenario writer is hiroyuki kitakubo who um has direct directed the golden boy ova series oh okay and oh, wow. and the film you have no idea what that is mom i love you no dearly. i was thinking of never mind i'm gonna tell you what i was thinking when you first said it yeah and and the film blood the last vampire oh. among other things um, the style of this segment is somewhat reminiscent of Japanese World War II era propaganda films. Oh, okay. That um, makes sense then. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was tonally the most just fun. wacky, silly, yes, fun. Yes, yes, yes. Short, yeah. Definitely. It was also one of the, the longer ones too. It was, it was basically like an episode of a show of, of like Voltron or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and it, and it took great care to like name all of the characters that are controlling this giant robot and stuff. And just to like, you know, the, these are the characters. They all have pretty like clear archetypes or whatever, so that you can immediately get a sense of who they are. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. I said Ocean 7, not. No. <laughs> but it was really And cute. And then the, the foreigner is Oof. the um, villain. Yes. Um, he speaks English. Uh, they refer to, I think they refer to him as American at one point, but I'm not okay. sure if he's, I think at least the, he's speaking American or oh, something. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but we don't actually know where he's from other than he speaks English. Um, the, the comedy in this is, I mean, some of it, it's a little hit or miss, like some of it's a, a little miss, but overall quite fun. Um, yeah. one, one of my favorite parts is where, um, the villain is like saying stuff on a megaphone and he's like, I will give them three seconds. And he's like, three, two, one. And he's like, I regret to inform you. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just keeps going. And all the while, like, it shows them trying to translate what he's saying. Like, he didn't give them enough time to even get the message. And yeah. then he goes to bomb them. It's like, ah, yes. oh, interesting. Like, 
Yes, the propaganda thing makes a lot of sense. Oh, also, I was really amused by the fact that the short literally opens up with someone hitting a bell. It's like waking you from the Zen stupor of cloud Uh. into what the like the more much more high uh, intensity short that this is. Um, But uh, yeah, it was. It was fun, and even yeah, yeah. and even though the foreigner uh, had a very uh, insane look about him, and again the crazy eyes and expression, I didn't have to just stare at his face. (laughs) (laughs) And he was doing a lot of other things and speaking, so it didn't bother me as much. Sure, sure. Uh, The robot, the the the, the, like wooden robot designs. Yes, because it's like Meiji era, so this is like it's not a metal robot. Uh, yeah, it was, it was goofy, but... And it's, like, five, four or five people that are in this, in the hero's robot that, like, help control it. Yes. Um, one is, like, operating the legs, one is kind of operating some different parts, including the arms, one's, like, focused on feeding it, uh, colon stuff to give it energy. (laughs) I don't entirely know what the girl's supposed to do, She has one of the arms. She has one of the arms also? Okay, she's one of the arms. Um, and then the, the main guy is, like, just, he's just, like, the one who tells them what to do. Yeah, he's the Red Ranger. He's the one in red. <laughs> the main character. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we, we have names for, like, all of these people, too. Shinkichi or something? Yeah, Sankichi. Sankichi. Uh, Yayoi, uh, Fukusuke, Denjiro, Daimaru, and the villain is John Jack Volkerson Third. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed the animation on this too because the characters that that uh, Danica is is referring to that were in the heroes robot crowd, it had a name. Forgot, Omega. Did it? What, yeah. Do you remember the name of it? Um, Bonkitch or something. Bon sure, Kitch. sure. Yeah, they they all were very diverse and and had interesting character designs, even clothes on. You know, yeah, like one's like a tall, just... lanky guy. One's like a, a stout dude. Oh, there's a little kid. There's the girl. <laughs> yeah, no, like what you said, archetypes kind of yes. of these sorts of shows. The the yeah the chill guy the the big the big dude yeah it was silly yes. Yeah, and well, in essence, they were like megas that they were in, but they, again, they're out of wood or something. Yeah, yeah. they're basically and, they form. They're all helping operate a giant mecha. Um, I think I said mega, so mecha, <laughs> a giant mecha. mega XLR. <laughs> but yeah, and and two, I where I talked about it the very beginning. Spoiler free synopsis is they do a lot of damage to the town <laughs> as they're trying to help defend the town. Yeah, I mean, like, the very first, like, leg movement, like, knocks a roof off of something. And he's like, hey, like, (laughs) be softer with the legs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, That's funny. It's it's very silly and goofy. And it's basically just, like, good guy mech fighting bad guy mech. But they're both kind of incompetent. And that's kind of the whole gag. Or not not just incompetent, but, like, this... This is what we have right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the reality of, like, oh, it's wood. Oh, yes. like, what energy do you use? Coal. That's, like, not... Uh, that doesn't scale. How about the other guy? He had he had something with batteries that yeah, he had Yeah, he had to, to, like, ride a bike to build up yeah. juice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very, very silly. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a bit more to talk about. Uh, maybe in some How's It Hold Up. But it was and and some more and, and a little bit more and spoilers kind of how it ends. Um, but but yes, uh, 
Oh, yeah, I'm fun. trying to remember the music in this one. I like the music in all of this, but I'm trying to remember if there was much of if there was much music. Um, the music in this one didn't dialogue. stand out to me super much, right. but the, I mean yeah. it was it was good. Right, because because in contrast to many of the others, there was a lot of dialogue, a lot of action going on. So yeah, well done. All right, um, the basically the last short besides the the opening thing kind of coming back is Chicken Man and Redneck, which is. <laughs> My first note is Chicken Man and Redneck is such an evocative title to start a short with. Like, it literally just starts with that that on screen. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a bit of a wild one. It is. I, Redneck, I assume, is the little robot guy who's flying so. around. And so. Chicken Man is, is oh, okay. the guy. Because like the, the, he's so. a scary cat. I guess. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will say, the the... The setting of the city and stuff kind of made me think of Batman in some of it. Some mm-hmm. of the darker sure, watches. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder, yeah, it looked like they were trying to do some of that. But but obviously it's not the same because they didn't use black paper. Yeah. But but they, they hit some of that for me. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, there was actually, um, there's another part that reminded me distinctly of something else, which is uh, partway through, there's like, these robots that are like, I don't know, partying or kind of waving around or whatever and like this big kind of machinery stuff. And it reminded me very distinctly of Chernabog and the demons in Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Like when he kind of like has the little dudes on his hand and they're like kind of wailing around or whatever. And then he like crushes them and they turn into other things or whatever. Yeah. Which, like, yeah it reminded me a lot of that. Didn't, and didn't that they smushed them into something else as well? I think so. Yeah. yeah. How interesting. And, and, then, and then also um, once... Once I assume the person who's chicken man gets there, I definitely got some thief in the cobbler vibes too, with him being the cobbler and these giant works. You know what I'm saying? The cobbler or the thief? Sorry, the thief mm-hmm. in the giant Yeah. In the giant machine at the end. You know? Um other setting things. So so it's like the city and then there's like a big, big robot kind of in the background that starts to kind of take it over. Yeah. Uh not really I didn't get like a reason, like what started it. It was it was cool and kind of scary looking, but yeah, it's like I don't know what's happening. But one thing that I really liked was it looked like there were vines coming up from the ground, yeah, but yeah. it was all like mechanical, like wires and and um, metal stuff. And I thought that was a really cool, like from far away, you could draw it like vines, but when you get close up, it was all mechanical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then like a little little robot guy with like a red hood cape situation is like flying around and like basically just makes other robots like leap out of mechanical things it's wild it It was it's really interesting i thought he was chicken man because he had the beak i didn't yeah i I thought but then who's red what's the redneck no i I, I think given it i I think he's probably redneck i think the dude is chicken man yeah his his he had like a nose design exactly. too. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought he was Chicken Man the whole time. I don't so know. I just, no, I don't know. Yeah, we could. I could be wrong. Who no, knows? no, no. I think you all are probably correct. But yeah. But yeah. So it was very and yeah. It was oh, in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. The, the the these creatures that he would create these robots. Were yeah. Just really interesting. Like the, the, the beginning is cool. really evocative and interesting, and then the guy kind of wakes up and notices these scary things happening and the rest of it basically becomes the robot who's flying around trying to stop this guy who is scared and running around yeah 
and just kind of that just keeps going like it's just yeah. shenanigans as that happens it's very slapstick right? yeah yeah and i and again i didn't know that it didn't make clear where chicken man was running or where this man was running to. i don't he think he knew in fact i know because it, it at the beginning i thought he was just like a drunk because it, it looked like yeah, there were bottles there he yeah. was a drunk yeah. yeah yeah so he had a little scooter with him and that's what he was running away and on. like my we don't see any other humans yeah are they were they like put to sleep or something and he's not supposed to be out like maybe that's somewhat of the vibe that i got almost like he is not supposed to be part of this and that's why the little guy's so intent on stopping him yeah and also like stops him from being eaten or something at one point and i'm like why like i want okay so the first i thought it was interesting how the i assume chicken man like i have no realized, idea what spoilers no, are in this thing uh, realized what uh how not chicken man redneck realized yeah. that chicken man was there was the uh, chicken man like revved up and like started to drive away on his little scooter and and the robot was like what was that and he kind of like dismissed it but then you could in the animation it showed that there was a pop pop of his little scooter, and then he's like, oh no, that's something I have to follow. I thought yeah. that was very cute. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The music was good, and I think instead Definitely. of a pop-pop in the scooter, there was some sort of musical thing. But yeah, it's like a slapstick video. Yeah, it was And weird. with the drink thing, like, that might be spoilers. Yeah, I don't, or, I don't know. Yeah, I, yes. I th- I'm, I'm gonna say that spoilers is just, like, the very end. Because okay. I don't know what else is. But yeah, when so, he's in the big stuff, at one point he falls into liquid that's like the big thing is like bringing up to it and for some reason the little one doesn't want this to happen i would assume it would hurt the big i guess so i don't know why but i don't know either Oh, remember when all the little ones formed into the big thing with boobs? I, yeah, I have and all that. And then got squashed. Boob creature <laughs> sad face. So weird. Yeah, we can talk about that in How's It Hold Up. It's such a weird... But, yeah, that was that was strange. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, cool animation, goofy. Yeah. I like the music. It was fascinating, but I, it was maybe the one that I knew what to make of the least by yeah. the end of it. yeah. And that's that's the shorts. We got through them. Yes, we got. Uh, but, so we've basically been through like animation and music and and all that. So I guess we'll do how's it hold up okay. without spoilers. Yeah. But then probably some of the how's it hold up stuff needs to be specifically in spoilers. So we'll we'll start with the non spoiler, and then when you guys are ready to jump into spoilers, we'll go into spoilers okay. and i'm assuming that we will put the very end in all of in those two sections in spoilers, spoilers. oh yes. 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 yes 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 got it yes yes uh but yeah is there any is there anything that you feel isn't spoilers that is in the house it hold up section you want to talk about i mean we already talked about the kind of violence against the woman i don't even know like i kind of want to say she's a teen and that's upsetting but like she looked felt young yeah. the violence against her was upsetting the weird, there's just a kind of a weird sexualization mm-hmm. or... The uh, vibe is off. Yes, I don't like it. <laughs> Bad vibes. Well, again, not only not only because you're not sure, again, what kind of relationship he intended with this youthful... I would say in many of I'm the shorts... I'm not sure if it's supposed to be sexual because he seems to exactly shy away one. from her yeah, I know, but that's... But then what is it? Exactly. I don't know. It feels well, bad. Well, I know. That's what I mean. It's just very, yeah. very disturbing. It feels bad. Yeah. Uh, almost not knowing makes it almost even more disturbing, which 
in a weird way. Um, I also, what bothered me in How's It Hold Up is even in like Starlight, I don't know if it was Starlight or in the, I don't like, it bothers me where you have the boyfriend that looked way older than the girls. I, I oh, mean, it was huge, in Starlight right? when you referred to the blonde yes, guy. Because, well, he looked way older. I thought it was it was like a father initially or then <laughs> an older brother. And it bothers I me. I feel like some that, of it is art design, but I don't know. I don't exactly. know. It bothers me because taller yeah. looking, mature, more mature yeah. looking. And it just bothers me that, oh, okay, that's okay. This older man with these young girls. Yeah, like the these girls young, definitely felt like teen, teens. Yeah, teen girls. Yeah. bothers me very much. Uh, also, even the woman in the clouds, because some of them, like with, with the one, the really neat artistic piece, the cloud piece, uh, that some of the women were seemed to be naked. And again, just women, it just bothers me. That kind of, I don't know. That one didn't bother me Yeah, at that all, one but... I felt is a bit more artistic. They had... It was more artistic. Yeah. It prob- probably bothered me the least. I mean, but all of this is artistic. But I have like, hold up. If it, 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 it didn't feel sexualizing yeah. to me. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is sometimes the how's it hold up, just the use of women and just, I don't know, just yeah. either yeah. as that trope or as the, I don't know, just still making, not making clear the intent of why you're using this again, I guess the artistic piece was the least yeah. disconcerting, but I, again, I think age, all of these are directed by men and I think mm, it yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. And, and to, to bring that up, that's kind of, that's what I meant earlier with a more diverse mm-hmm. set of creators. Like I would have loved for starlight to be a queer story. Oh, it would have been so good. Uh, deprive. It was fine, but it was also boring because it was just guy girl, like mm-hmm. anything yeah, like it was cute, but it's not like it's a lasting. Yeah, like it's not like, gonna stay with me. This wasn't. This wasn't. It wasn't bad. It doesn't make it terrible, but it could have been more interesting. But again, in how's it hold up? I again, I don't like that damsel and just yeah, stress that you just which this definitely several of these shorts just, make yeah, use of. Yeah, and it's just it, it's boring. It's boring. Mm. It's overused. It's overdone. And even in nineteen eighty seven, it's overdone. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like and just queer creators could have made some of these way better and probably or even just women creators. But yes, yeah, obviously. Yes, yes, queer creators. Oh, full God. of support. Yes, like please replace the uh, was it pre- presence? Just take that out and do yes, something please. interesting. I thought so. So you saying that the um, uh, strange tales was in the style of a propaganda film made more sense because they had the whole rising they sun. They sure thing. did at the end. Yeah, uh, that how they d- they portrayed the foreigner with just like really goofy eyes. Yeah, like these big round eyeballs and like four teeth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just really weird looking, really goofy looking. Yes, but as like an intentional satire, then it's like okay, okay, I I see what you're doing. Especially uh, since the rising sun joke, like the person who does the rising sun thing basically is then like made fun of immediately yeah, after it. Yeah, it's like it. it's actually setting. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, I, I got that. But that one I was a little like, oof. No, I mean, he does that and it shows the, the background and like it literally becomes the rising sun flag thing for a second. Yes. So, But, but it's, yeah, I mean, it seems to be a joke at his expense because then it's like, that's not what it is. Yes. Um... Do you, uh, do you have a way to explain that succinctly for mom? Because I'm not sure that she understands what we're talking about, like no, what I that don't. means. It's like World War II propaganda. Um, yeah, I can I can look it up. Swastika. Okay, so so I guess it's sim- similar to a swastika and how it's associated oh. with World War II. Oh, not um, in that like it was the flag under which a lot of kind of war crimes were 
Um, oh, wow. Committed? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, like... Japan <laughs> committed a lot of war crimes against, like, Korea and things like that. Yeah, the U.S. likes to kind of act like it was the big victim of Japan in World War II, but that's not the case. Um, okay. it's, na- it's direct neighbors were much more heavily affected by what Japan was up to in that yeah. time period and even leading up to that. So, so it's just, like, part of that... Oh, okay. Uh, okay. ...military history and, and, like, bad things were done under it, and so... Okay. That being brought up in the propaganda, like, comparing it to propaganda for this short, yeah. I, like, understand. But, uh, generally, like, you you don't want to see that, uh, yeah. being used currently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You will probably see, see it, um, a fair bit, I imagine, when we, uh... In January, when we're doing a little bit of a history lesson thing, because we're going to watch the first uh, Japanese animated film, and it is a full-on war propaganda film. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Well, if you guys are good, let's go into Um, spoilers. Yeah, I guess just the other thing would... Oh, yes. but that's that's in spoilers, which we can yeah. Okay. So let's go and let's uh, go to our spoiler, spoiler alert. Skip to one hour thirty six minutes and forty six seconds. So yeah, let's start talking spoilers. Um, let's actually save the the ending for the end, um, even though it's directly connected to the opening. So uh, Frankengears, uh, the spoilers is basically like at the end of the thing, the the robot seems to. The my interpretation of it is that it falls on him. That's I had a question mark, but that's what I, I saw thought that he. I thought that he destroyed his creator. That was my impression because he kept. Mim- you would see. He would mimic him. Yeah, you would see the view in in there, and for some reason, the hand crushing and then putting together. For some reason, I just that's what I was totally afraid thought of. That he was yeah. going to. That he was. That he just like decided to just crush him. I don't know, but it it felt like. So, yeah, the interesting thing was the robot was mimicking him. He, like, put his arms out and was knocking all this stuff down. Yeah. Uh, and so that made it dangerous or, or hazardous for the creator to walk, and he fell. The creator fell walking backwards. Yeah, and so I interpret it as the robot is like, this guy fell, so I'm going to mimic that, and it oh, fell on Oh, that makes sense. That's how then. I interpret it. Is oh, it's like, oh, okay. he did it. So now I'm going to do it, especially since, like, right before it was happening, it showed him, like, remembering his, the the scientist, like, making the hand motion and him making the hand, and the robot making the hand motion. So I felt like it was, this guy fell, so I'm going to do that too. And then the guy, like, starts uh, trying to back sense. up, but this is such a massive robot mm-hmm. that... That makes sense. I see that. Um, that's how I interpreted it. And then, like, the... So you then you asked, is he trying to take over the world? Yeah, I'm basically like, is this a mad scientist who hoisted on his own petard at the end? Is that a, a valid interpretation of this? Yes, I'm not sure. Because right at the end, they show the globe being split. Yeah. And it's like the earth. It, it, it has the, the, the bodies of land that it, it's like the earth being split. So is it like... Now that he is dead, this will happen to the Earth, or his plan to take over the Earth is... That was kind of where I was going. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um, some good animation stuff. The, the ending wasn't what I expected, but kind of less a bit intentionally horrific. Yeah, I would... I wouldn't say that you're really meant to necessarily feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. So... I don't know, but yeah. That was overall interesting. Um, deprive. I mean, it, it, 
the guy saves the girl yeah. <laughs> and he punches the Bowie-esque villain in the face a couple times and then that guy just disappears. Yeah, that's true. I, I was curious if it would show a body or something, but he just goes And he away. saves the girl and she like touches the necklace and it seems like that's how she knows that it's him. Yes. Because I guess she had only known him as the robot. Yeah. Without the human outer shell thing. Which, is it like a hologram? I don't know. I know. It's I just feel like it's strange. a hologram because okay. he gets tortured some by the guy and it ends up being off, but then partway through his fight, it's like it reactivates. Okay, that. Would so I think it's sense. a hologram. Mm, that's a good interpretation. Yeah, yeah. But that was. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was straightforward. It was fine. Like, yeah, he he rescued the girl. It was a little boring, but but yeah. the music was really the good. The music was good. Yes, yeah, the music a, was very cute. As a music video, like I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Presents. Sure. Remember, this guy is old now. Um, After so, yeah, we we kind of left off. He grabs, he he pushes her roughly into the. He throws her. He throws her. He throws her into the mirror, and then he grabs a wrench, and then we go. And he's an old guy on a porch in in a ranch kind of house out in the field. Yeah. And he's just in a rocking chair. Has really gross eyebrows. <laughs> Very long. I, th- I want, I get, I get it, but also, I mean, I think some, pe- some, some people just grow eyebrows like that as they get older, especially, I think, some Asian people, so uh, don't necessarily knock that too hard. But, so, so one of the things is the granddaughter asks him to make a toy for her. Yes. And... I, I get. I wonder if that kind of triggers the vision that the grandfather gets. I guess, yeah. I mean, of, you could probably interpret it that way. Of the, the girl robot. I don't remember what she said. I thought that the granddaughter, though, asked him that after the first vision he had of the robot. Maybe, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe. But the first, yeah, the first vision, what was disturbing is the robot appears to him um, out in the desert. The robot but, girl. The robot girl. But then she gets blown up. Yeah, or, or yes. it's basically he, mimicking presumably what he did to her without you actually seeing him hitting her but like parts of her would kind of explode and like lurch as if she'd been hit okay, or something that makes sense. i think and it's then, basically i think we are basically seeing what he did to her without actually seeing him do it yeah and then you saw like except it was green like blood then coming Oil down her legs something. and everything and her falling to her knees no. yes and again, just so in her mat and her like face plate or, or whatever face falls coming off. off. So this, yes, I think that again there was like an odd sexualization of them focusing on her legs and then seeing the liquid come down, yeah, like the oil and stuff. Ugh, it was uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, very upsetting. But yeah, so so the vision she gets kind of destroyed in front of him, uh, and maybe this is that what prompts him to go back. Yeah, he ends up going back to the workshop and we have a very, very long lingering shot of her basically corpse. Yes. And and so in this, like her, her blouse broken corpse. Her blouse is a little uh open. I as think well. one of her boobs was like broken off. Uh yeah, so again, like violence. Uh because she's a robot, like it it, it, and it, it feels lingers like, there a long while. It feels like maybe it they felt felt like allowed to 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 view her in this way, but it's like, no, for all intents and purposes, she is a, a woman, a girl. That was, was murdered. Yes. Murdered and violently. Out there. Yeah. And then, and then the animators like posed her in this provocative way. And she's, she's so like, just disturbing. there with like dust on her. And then he's back on the porch and as 
wife like calls for him to come in for dinner because you know she's a nag or whatever who cares about her he and then had he sees... a little toy yeah that uh has wings on it but it's basically a little toy version of the robot girl yes and then she appears to him again and like wants him to come with her or something i don't remember what she says it was just so upsetting i don't think she does she talk i don't know i don't, I don't even know does she, she like does move her hands talk? out or something something like that yeah um, and then he ends up, like, walking out with her, and then the wife comes out and, like, sees them walking away, question mark, but then she blinks and they're gone. Yes. And so it's presumably he died, because then the little thing, like, floats, the little toy, toy floats up in front of the screen, and that's where it ends. Yes. So, like, what we so have here is he basically, what we have he here is not. basically the story of a dude who creates a life, then murders it, and then many years later feels guilty about yeah, it I but have is haunted by forgiven it. question mark by the thing that he murdered the person that he murdered and then dies they go off together happily ever i mean after. i think he died i, I think it's that. i think it's implicated that he dies and goes to heaven or whatever with again her. so why should with he her. go to heaven Ugh. well i mean Sorry. who knows if they actually intend heaven as the thing because again this is japanese so yeah. it's hard to say if they're really going for a christian thing beyond the use of the halo as a signifier but um, at, at, any, at any rate, regardless of where he supposedly goes, it seems to be a relatively happy or ending for him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Which is certainly not something he deserves. Right. Like, no repercussions for what he did. No. Like, he no. felt bad. But... And I'm like, I'm just sit here. I, I'm just stuck sitting here being like, what am I supposed to take away from well, this? Well, I'll tell you what is so, is one of the things that is so disturbing to me. It is like the story, it, it, it has the feeling to me of an abuser, even like yeah. a sexual abuser or, you know, and again, that did these horrific things that's never discovered. His family still, you know, seems his daughter and granddaughter seem to be fine with him mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he gets to live this, this alternate life where everyone still thinks he's this great, wonderful yeah. person. And it's so it's just such an icky, yucky feeling. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just, oh, it's it, so upsetting. It doesn't feel like the short doesn't want you, like, it feels like the short wants you to think that what he did was bad, but it also wants you to feel sympathetic for him. And I don't know no. why. Like, why should I? What a, What is the creator trying to tell me with this piece? Yeah. Because it feels like, to me, it's just telling me that we should forgive murderers abusers like yeah. i don't know what well, else again, i'm supposed no to take from this n- still not yeah. being discovered getting to live almost this double exactly life. almost again like if we're, we're just thinking of the tie-in with the propaganda thing you know almost like you know someone who who did horrific things um during world war ii or was that you know a nazi sympathizer or something and then they get to live this great life and, and it's like and you no should one, feel sad for them because they're like haunted by no, it and it's, it's like, like no, I mean, no I they should be haunted. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like this isn't uh, simple. Like create the creator is afraid of what it has created. No, like it just the the use of this is a man who has all the power and gets freaked out by a thing and decides he doesn't want the thing he, the person he made to exist anymore. Like it would yeah. be easier for him for her to be gone. And it's not that I don't believe anyone deserves redemption, but this was not a redemption story. No. There was nothing that he did to be re- redeemed, even like yeah. confess it to his daughter and grandchild to get right. any kind of consequence. Like, Oh, look at, I, I, you think I'm this, I did this horrific thing. No, the whole ending or thing ask- is literally just him in a rocking chair on the porch, imagining things. Yeah. And, and like there, yeah, like he doesn't, 
talk to anyone in any meaningful way besides the the short thing with his granddaughter and it has nothing to do with the thing he did. Like, yeah, there's no... Is the there's no real reflection on it besides the fact that he remembers. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Is the beginning part supposed to help ground... Not ground, The but opening like, part with the guy getting his head knocked off and it's played with by the children? Yeah. Is that supposed to be like, and this is what people think of robots, so that's why either this is okay or that's it's why just, he relied on this? I don't know. I literally... Um, I'm, I'm literally trying to understand yeah. what the creator's intention with this is because it it weaves a very clear narrative but the tone of that narrative is so odd that i'm not sure how it how i'm supposed to feel well because i don't even feel like i can safely say that it is a given that no one no one in society respects robots at all because if that is the case then why did he build her and do this in secret? Yeah, yeah. Why, and why did destroying her be a, have what? Why was it? A it has the feeling was... of like an affair. Is, yes. is is the feeling of it? And mm-hmm. and if this is a society where kids can knock a robot's head off and just play with it, would that with would if the wife found out about the affair, would she just be like destroy that thing? Like I don't know. Yeah. But and it's it, like, but then he did that anyway. Yeah, so like, but what? then you compare it to the 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 visual of like, oh, it's like upsetting that he this kids have his head, but the yeah. how like it is to see her body, yeah. how it is to Just... see her getting beat, like not within the context of it, but even without the context is upsetting, and what they f- choose to frame, how they choose to pose her. Like, this is all the again, animator. It's, it's, yeah, and it bothers me because, again, part of this with how's it hold up, talk about objectif- you know, objectifying women and that they have no value and you can, and that they're property. You can do, because that's what this felt like. Okay, this was his property. This was his creation. His property to do what he wanted. He could bring it to life. He could destroy it. He could beat it. He could, whatever. It didn't matter. And, and then, that's so, oh, and yeah. given the fact that she looks so human very human no not okay yeah and then at the end it's like oh i did love her and let me go away with her like what i know it's just hey mystery umetsu i don't like it yeah not like it not a fan i don't like it you should maybe see a therapist yeah i think you're twisted (laughs) and and like yeah i think i don't know i don't know what you're trying to say here and i don't like it yeah or yeah like it's obviously some people what you're trying to say but like it should it shouldn't be yeah it's not great no I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's, yeah, go, let's, go, yeah, on Star- let's go on to Starlight yeah. Angel, which was much nicer, even if it did have a damsel in distress thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so once she runs away um, because her boyfriend's cheating on her or whatever, she like gets in like a ride and like then it becomes like a really weird almost dreamscape thing. Yeah. And she's like flying over the carnival and the robot guy's there. But a and, lot of other robots, And then all of too. the people that are at the carnival are robots when they weren't before. Yeah. And then there's a giant robot that, like, steals her. And the robot guy has to help save her. And he, like, 
gets his head shot or something at some point, but then it becomes a humanish head. Yeah, yeah, very. It's strange. all weird, very but strange. it is. It was fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't hate it. it. Was I was kind of confused. Well, and she, well, interesting also because it was almost a Superman vibe at first when when the robot rescues her and they're flying in in the sky, but then she lets go of him and she seems to have the ability to fly. Yeah. Yeah. she also seems like she's turning people into robots or I creating. Robots. I didn't get that. She sense. like cry. Did she cry? Did she? No, maybe that was something else. I don't think she changed them into robots. I think they were just robots. But I, it, almost like she was causing all that I'm to appear sure. and be in the sky. I wasn't sure what the heck was going on. It was yeah, a lot. like didn't she hit a foot or something, and that's what kind of caused the thing to go bad? I don't know. It was it was a ride, but hey, turns out this robot can be a boy, and that's a cute boy. <laughs> and so at the end, you see her like looking for a looking at our watch again, waiting for somebody, and he comes out of his job at the park. And he just looks like a normal human guy. And that's her boyfriend Normal human guy in the house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, w- it was overall uh, cute, even if it was kind of weird. Uh, not, not a lot of notes there. Let's go on to Cloud. Um, the main spoiler here is at the end, the wandering robot child, question mark, seems to get to turn into a human, maybe? A human All I can think of is a, is a P- Pinocchio I don't know. story. I, I don't know. Yeah. And a, 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 I don't uh, think it'll... T- yeah. I know a Pinocchio no, yeah. story. Yeah. I, I literally almost used the words real human boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that basically, I don't know if, it, I don't think it matters necessarily whether this robot's supposed to be a boy or a girl. It, I don't think it matters. Uh, but the robot gets to become a human, it yeah. seems like. Um, it goes on a very long journey. There's kind of maybe an insinuation of a long time too, and then it gets gets turned into a human. And it's like yeah, cool. I can I can see that maybe the stuff in the back was the trials or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, its journey to become that. Yeah, I, don't know. I definitely want to watch again, and it might not have maybe maybe it wanted that maybe it didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. How did it earn it? Cool. I like how the. <laughs> Especially given the state of the world right now. I like how the reward in this is to become human. I'd rather not be human. <laughs> You're like, let me be a robot, please. Uh, we Have you watched Ghost in the Shell? You can become like um, one of them. The robot bodies. Um, Strange Tales of Meiji Machine Culture, colon, Westerners Invasion. Um, fun. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, big robots. They, uh, they basically use all their power and then have to like recharge yes they like meet each other on the river and, <laughs> yeah on the side the other one's on one side one's on the other side of the river and they like go to do the final move the punch uh, their, their arms like meet and they're like they're like pulling almost like arm wrestling no 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 the, the first the the heroes robot they have the other arm come clasp oh they yeah. clasp the arm and then they're like we're gonna he's he's like building it up like we're gonna do this big thing and they twist and it just pops off yeah and then yeah. the other robot loses balance and falls into the river and is defeated yeah so they still win uh they fall too though both end they up- don't fall they I don't fall. They it's just the arm no, that they don't falls. Fall. Oh, okay. Yeah, the arm yeah. falls, but their their machine stays upright. Okay. So I guess that makes means they win. And then they all like get up on top of it and the sun's setting and it's like, wow, we kind of destroyed a lot of the town. 
Uh, there's the rising sun joke. Yeah. Um, the the boy and the girl bicker some more because they obviously have like a bickering romance thing going on yes, that was set up earlier in the short. Tries to kind of like put his arm around her. She gets mad, stomps his foot. Yeah, yeah. Falls. And the uh, the foreigner is is like um, he's like riding yeah. away on yeah. this thing <laughs> I'll live into to the find ocean. Another day. Yeah, yeah. Very silly. Very silly. It was cute. Oh, the quote, he was like, we won. And one of them said, that's up for debate. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Chicken man and redneck. Did did all that happen? I don't know. I mean, Because then you see a city. Then you see like a a city that's untouched. And it's got like a, it's not a, a, but then it has all the stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. I thought the stuff in it was from, was behind. No. Was that a no? No, he, but he's on one of the things like high up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it ends. I I, re- I kind of remember now that the uh, the robot guy kind of looked out at some point. It was like nothing's happening far out there, or like it looks normal out there. And so then uh, he turns back and stuff starts to go bad for him or whatever. So somehow whatever happens, the chicken man is okay, and he starts to be like, it feels like he's like, oh, maybe that was in my head, and he yeah. starts to. Get his uh, moped to go, but... It explodes, but, like, not to where it throws him yeah, off. Yeah, like, just where comically. It, it's, like, a comical, and then it's all, like... Because it kind of looks like a road or something. It looks like it's the city. Like, n- yeah. nothing's changed. But then it's stuff, like, shifts, or it starts to it zoom like out. It, like, pulls back, and he's, like, on, like, a rebar or something, like, that's stuck in a building, in a skyscraper, like, yeah. high up, and it zooms out, and there's a bunch of debris that's all stuck in these skyscrapers so like it did happen and some stuff is this is affected but a lot of stuff is not yeah it was, i am it was very, silly very weird yeah i don't i honestly don't have anything else to say about that do we want to go on to the end of the movie yeah yeah, sure. yeah. all right so so <sighs> robot carnival the giant machine gets stuck on a sand dune and decides to quit for the night to try again in the morning, I guess. And then it, re- it, my interpretation is it reflects on its past. Yeah. And it was like created in like this big city and it seemed to be like this big thing. Like a people, big attraction. Uh, humans could like go in it and it was basically like this big theatrical show. It's a big robot carnival. Yeah. Like people existed, like people, how we would see them today. Not yes. These future. It almost weather. even seemed old. It almost seemed like old timey. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the thirties or forties. And it was like, a, yeah, it seemed like retro futuristic. And then it like wakes up and tries to chug a chug up the sand dune, gets to the top of it. And then it just falls apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the last, the last, Almost the, almost the last hurrah of Robot Carnival. And then the credits play some more. The credits actually played some over that. Yeah. But then they then they play Actual just... credits? Yeah, just uh, black background, white credits. It Both. plays for a while as the music goes. It's some very nice music. Um, and then we're back in the desert. It seems like some time has passed because yes. the big O that fell off of Robot Carnival has been like covered Covered a bunch with sand and a guy's walking a camel and he gets a little thing and brings it home. And we're all very worried because the thing came from Robot Carnival and Robot Carnival is very dangerous and bad. (laughs) And he puts it on the table and his family's gathering around it. And they're like, 
does a little like a little ballerina thing comes out and then i was and they're all like they're like kind of scared and then they're like ooh, and then it goes for a little bit and then it and then it and then it explodes (laughs) then it just explodes like we all thought it would and then it says the end and the llama's like upside down and it's it's even more overtly comical than the the previous thing and it's like it's it's so comical at that point, especially with the llama being upside down, that I could almost believe the family's not even dead. Uh-huh. It's it's just silly. That's the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it's like mm. the carnival did it, like what it wanted to do, entertain people dangerously. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. And that's the end. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bum>. <laughs> <laughs> Like Anything else effects. with spoilers? Oh, I just put got him down there. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Oh. Do we want to go on to favorites? Yes, uh, sure. All right, all right, we are done with spoilers. How do we discuss this now? All right, so we're not going to... Don't. We're not going to discuss favorite scenes. scenes. We're going to say favorite shorts. Sure. Yeah. I don't even know if we can do yes. favorite. I guess we can do favorite and least yeah. favorite character. Yeah. It de- yeah. Some of the shorts. No. Do you, no. I don't know. No. I don't think so. No. Okay. Think... So we're just going to do, we're just going to discuss favorites I mean, and least favorite vaguely. shorts. Your favorite characters are the. We're just going to discuss. girls that are like just no. out there living. Yeah, their I know. Right. No, we're just going to discuss favorite. <laughs> we know who our least favorite character Favorite is. and least yeah. favorite shorts. Okay. Is yeah. what we're going to do. I here. don't mind even going first. My, so least. Least oh. favorite short or shorts, if you have strong opinions about several of them being at the bottom. All right. Least favorite is present. Of yeah, course. 100%. Yes. Ugh. Get it out of here. Yes. Ugh. Please. Please so just. Creepy. Like, the music's gorgeous. The animation is obviously like lots of skill there yeah. like lots of detail character design but it's ter- but it's so, terrible yeah, it's <laughs> like so it's just creepy. the message is horrible, horrible and it the overall vibe very bad vibes yeah. to yeah. get rid I feel of like it like need to take a shower just having watched that okay <laughs> favorite or favorites of of the shorts i think cloud for me oh for me for me it's going to be um 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 Western uh, influence that the the, the um, strange tales strange tales is my shortened way yeah, to it. Yeah, I just it was funny, cute, zany. I am going to say both of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, it's a, like they're very, very different. Yeah, and I really like the mood and tone of Cloud, and kind of the emotional journey it moves me on, and then Strange Tales is just really fun and funny yeah. and silly <laughs> yeah. and like slightly problematic the, you know there's just a girl and they do yeah. the dumb bickering thing that was so popular in the 80s and 90s but like it's just it's a fun little short yeah like it's, a little juvenile yeah it's mm-hmm. juvenile but not so much so that i couldn't if I rewatch Golden Boy at any point, that one's juvenile in a way that's probably going to be hard to handle um because it's I mean, it has really fun character animation, but also that boy is real into all the ladies and the ladies are drawn in ways. So this didn't wasn't on that level, uh-huh. uh, fortunately, um, but it did have it just had some solid humor and just solid animation. It was just fun. And it was yeah. like, uh, like it wasn't 
high up there, like not art wise, but like you didn't have no, to yeah. do a lot of work. Yeah, You're like, I get it. This is no, funny. you just it could be an episode of a show. Yeah, like it's just a fun little thing. So yeah, those are my two favorites because okay. they're very disparate and different, and they do different things. So I'm basically going to put them on the same level of they interest me in different ways. Yeah, that's neat. We're all on the same page with those. I don't think I can do the Tim Curry question. I, I know. No, well, we can skip we that. Can't. Yeah, we no. can. I'm sorry, Tim Curry. I love you. No, yeah, like fine. the two the. Well, okay, but... He's a foreigner. He could be the foreigner. <laughs> if you want to be a foreigner. <laughs> yeah. If you he could be, anything, be the foreigner. If you be anything, yeah. That I, would I'd be love, kind of fun. Yeah, I'd love his voice. I, would, the, I would like... We didn't explicitly say, but the foreigner talks in English the I whole time. Did, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's, like, oh, yeah. Japanese subtitles on the side for him. I loved it. That was um, funny. Yeah, but... I mean, he could do that. All right, yeah. Tim Curry. If yeah. Tim Curry's going to be in the movie, he can be that, because we don't want him anywhere in presence. No. no. Stay away from that, please. Uh, so, yeah, he can be the foreigner. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. So, uh, whether or not you recommend the movie, Wait, with or without... What? You missed what would this look like in live action, if we cared to do that. Oh, that... I mean, that would have been way long ago if we wanted to do it. Do you have any, do you feel like you have anything insightful to say on that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't. I just knew it was something to talk about. I mean, it's literally an animation anthology film. Like, so the idea of it being live action is antithetical to what it wants to be. Yeah, so we could I mean, just it could skip it. An anthology. It's li- you can do live action anthologies, but those would be directed by live action directors. Like, this is. A group of animators doing an anthology set (laughs) where they're showing off their animation skills. So when we're doing an animation anthology, we will just skip that cat. That I mean, I don't know that there's much to say. It's you're basically asking, what if it was an utterly different movie in every way? Okay, like (laughs) because with 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 other animated movies, you're basically talking about you're taking this plot. And transposing it into a movie. Sure. Some of these shorts had overt plots and some weren't about plots at all. Some of them were about moods. Some of them, like the the Frankenhands one was like just about animation, clearly. Like that was just that guy flexing his animation. Like, and all of them were flexing their animation to an extent because that's the point. Yeah. Like, yes, you could theoretically filmed live action versions of all of these to different degrees but that is missing the f- the f- point sure 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 like the whole point of it is that it's an animation showcase okay. yes so the idea of what if it was a live action anthology showcase is like well then it would just be an utterly different thing well it wouldn't, i guess it wouldn't just it wouldn't just like have a different feel it would just literally not be the same thing yeah i can definitely see with like cloud where that is like a mood um it's really i mean it's well, honestly but, all of them though. but like you talked about and now this has parts of animation but like starlight one was inspired by aha's take on me mm-hmm. uh and so like kind of having that where they where they both kind of work in tandem for the story animation mm-hmm. and live action sure um, where even if it was like live action people in an animated background like that stuff could be done the uh, Chicken Man and Redneck, like that one, would be really frenetic. I don't, I don't know if you could do that. I mean, oh. they're just all so 
they are just directed by animators sure. for the purpose of being animated shorts. I just, I don't know. I just don't personally see the point in even. Yeah. And maybe if it, cause one thing we didn't maybe talk about or that we could talk about is what was the full on theme or like, was there a very strong theme besides like there are robots in this? If I'm there were sure. a bigger theme, then maybe you could talk about to a director me, kind of supporting a theme. But to this, me, it really just felt like, Hey guys, make a short with robots in it. Like yeah. it really, I feel like create, like coming up with a theme, much of a theme beyond that is not necessarily reaching, but just, that's your own interpretation rather yeah. than something that I could definitely say, yes, that feels like that was the purpose. Well, if there was any kind of theme to me, it's more that humans are kidding themselves if they think they're in control of robots or, I mean, machinery. for some of that, that definitely seems like it's part of the theming, but then there are like two shorts. That's basically just a guy rescuing a girl. And like, yeah. there's no, like the fact that they are robots is basically incidental. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I think that, yes, you could try to claim that for some of it, but it actually doesn't fit all of it. And yeah. I think that's the case for any theme that you try to apply. It's really just, Hey guys, make an animated short with robots. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe for the first one. Because the cl- the guy who did Cloud like almost ignored that. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's part of the theming of it, sure. But like the robot part is so almost incidental. It could have been a wooden boy, you know. Yeah, could have been like. Well, yeah. but I mean, wooden versus robot. I mean, you had the wooden uh, mechs. Like I no, think, sure. I think that is if you step back one more if just like something that is uh something that is not a human life versus sure. a, some a being that is created from something else and, and then yeah, given yeah, yeah. human qualities uh, like ro- whether it be a robot a metal robot or a wooden yeah. some sort of wooden mechanical creature or whatever but like i guess did we kind of establish this, this if there was a theme for individual ones because i think for the first one i thought that was if I would, if I would say it, I would say something like, uh, "Is the first one the opening, the or, opening, yeah. opening ending?" Yes, of you know a uh, a robot given a task and doing it to its to to the T uh, without any regard for yeah yeah anything around it, like whether it is reasonable to be doing this in a, a post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah. whether it is actually making people happy versus like destroying them sure yeah um so like that kind of exploration of like if you give a mechanical thing a job it will do it and keep doing it like there's no sense of context or more yeah. you know time place occasion or whatever i feel like the theme of the second one is hubris yeah uh yeah not cr- like i don't think i think it would be foolish to try to ascribe much of a theme to the third one <laughs> yeah no that's just love i don't even want to think about what the theme for presence oh, is we so tro- i'm just gonna we don't not. know yeah we i'm not i'm it. just gonna not uh what's after that starlight, starlight. i don't know that that one has much of a theme i think either. similar to the other one like love and fun sure yeah uh cloud. what's after that clouds that's a good point about like it could be a lot Cloud is cloud is something that is literally begging for you to ascribe your own meaning to it. I feel like so, I'm sure that the creator had his own idea of what it is saying in mind, but it is crafted in such a way that it is begging for you to have your own interpretation. Yeah. 
Um, Strange Tales. Strange Tales is just like fun. Like it's just like it's a bit of a spoof. Yeah. Um, but it's I mean it's just a comp. I don't. It's like what if uh robots but in old time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like not steampunk. Not, no, yeah, no. like ba- yeah. like steampunk. steampunk adjacent because it's not like the metal and stuff. But yeah. yes, they have like steam stuff and it's but these guys are wooden. I don't know what, what would it be like if you had to control this wooden thing. I don't know what in the world the theme of Chicken Man and and Redneck I, is supposed to be. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate yeah. these. Um, so would you recommend it? Um, if you want to add caveats, feel free. And then what you would rate the overall package. Because I feel whether you're viewing these as individual OVAs or as a movie, they are kind of meant to be all watched together. Mm-hmm. Um, though if I were to ever rewatch it, I probably would skip presents. Yes, like I think that one. Mm-hmm. I think because there isn't an overall theme, you can kind of pick and choose it's a little easier to but yeah. the uh the order should kind of be preserved yeah in in that like they probably chose these the specific order and the moods to, of them and such to kind of push and pull your like the heaviness of... so removing presence would definitely affect the overall like flow of the thing but also presence is just, it's bad yeah like i don't want that in my life so um, yes, but yeah over... i'll go from to music video one to music video two and be just <laughs> Just happy. Just be in the music yeah. video space for a while. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. So what what would you recommend it overall, even if you need to provide caveats and uh, overall rating? Okay. So yeah, I I think I I would recommend it for um, those who like you know animation. Uh, there's like really cool creature designs, like robots and uh, and other creatures. If you don't want to watch Presence, don't. I recommend you don't. There's not. There, there's nothing interesting I, there. I find some value in watching Presence once because people create things like that. Sure. And I don't think you should watch them all the time, but I think watching this can be informative just in trying to like in trying to interpret what could be going through the mind of someone who's doing this and how they frame things to clearly make a character that should not be sympathized yeah. with someone that you sympathize with. Like we watched that Maggie Mae Fish video recently about um, Fight Club. Club. And that was fascinating. Like how, how the entire movie is so framed around one person's viewpoint and repeat viewings don't really like allow you to go into anyone else's viewpoint because the whole thing is tailored to one. Yeah. And people, people make movies like that. People make things like that. And you should be able to identify them. I don't think you need to watch all of them. But you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like, wh- this one is 20 minutes. Watch it so that you can see some of those signs so that if you're watching something and you're getting kind of a weird feeling about it, you can start analyzing and being like, I, I see why this is bothering me. Like this person is framing these things in a way that to me doesn't make sense yeah. because they they are reprehensible or they are whatever. I don't yeah, know. Like I feel like it can be valuable in that way. Sure. You're like, I feel this guy's a bad guy, but nothing in this film is telling me that. Yeah. They don't show him actively committing the act. So you don't tie him to it. In fact, they remove him from it completely. They, they imply with the weapon, but then the act is implied with his toys. Yeah. They show the violence against her. But not him committing it. Yes. Like, it is disconnected. Which, that's very important, that they sh- that they go to the trouble of showing you the violence 
that happens to her without showing him committing it. Yes, and now he's this like feeble old man or whatever, and it's like no, he did that. Yeah, and 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 no repercussions like what you guys talked about before, none. So the music supports him, and then the ending supports this like like ah uh, maybe loved her or something like yes that's not great so yes i can see the the value of of watching it giving that knowing kind of what's happening and and realizing like there there will be showing violence against uh, a woman not directly but it's still not great uh sexual sexualization in a way that is uncomfortable to me and and so being aware so that you can decide if you're in the mood headspace to do that um but otherwise there's lots of fun things the music is great uh and it's interesting to see just kind of this interpretation different interpretations of this seemingly generic kind of thesis of like robots so uh yeah i would overall recommend it for those um animation slash film people um and i would give it i think 2.8 just because it's interesting animation stuff, but I would only probably watch some of them again. Some are kind of boring, uh, but there was a couple that had that were interesting enough to rewatch. So I probably wouldn't necessarily watch the whole thing again, but maybe a couple of them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I am going to say I would not recommend it with. The only caveat that if you are someone who really is into anthologies and definitely want to see, um, you know, animation, but because presence was so disturbing, so disturbing, I think there should have been a disclaimer on that. And, and even just the themes, uh, again, probably I, I'm assuming these were all male animators that did all of these. They were. It bothers me, guys. Get, you know, you just need to stop objectifying women and doing horrific things. Really bothers me. So in that sense, for the general public, I would absolutely not recommend it. Again, if you are someone into anthologies or for animation. For rating, I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a 2.0 because there are definitely... I think the anime, even though it's not my favorite animation style, I try to try to see beyond that and and look at it objectively. Wonderful music, absolutely wonderful music. Um, really neat use of of shading uh, in 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 some uh, very interesting use of again colors, uh, art styles to evoke a mood. So in that sense, I think it was very creative and uh, an interesting animation. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I, I agree with both of you in that I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to everyone. Um, I don't think this is like, like a movie that kids should watch, not from like a censoring angle, but just this is a movie that you should be able to be analytical and reflective on, especially the present segment that if you're, if you're watching it too young it can it could potentially be impressionable in a very toxic way. Um, you you shouldn't find this man sympathetic, but the short wants you to. So yeah. you I, like being able to view it with enough presence of mind to get past what the 
the short is clearly trying to have you feel. Um, yeah, but, but overall I would, I would recommend it, um, to fans of animation, um, people who just want to, to, anthology films are fascinating and it's just, it's really interesting to see how the different people interpret what a short film can be. Um, how some people go with no audio, uh, no, uh, vocals and some people have a bunch of voice actors. Just, I don't know, just, it's, it's really interesting. So people who like anthologies and who, who love animation, I definitely think it's worth watching all of it at least once. Um, and then maybe skipping certain ones, um, on a rewatch if you're not a fan of all of them. And I hope you're not a fan of presents. Um, so uh, grading, I think I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to go with a 2.75. I think it would probably be a three without presence, maybe even like a 3.25. Um, I think 2.75 is, is what I'm going to land on. Um, I do recommend it, but it's definitely an imperfect work. Next time, we are going to watch one of the many, many versions of the stories about dear old Gulliver. <laughs> Um, and then after that one is, is going to start being our, our Christmas time. So baby got to start thinking of the name for our Christmas uh, segment. Is Gulliver the Seagull on Animal Crossing New Horizons? Is that the one it comes? That's the one yeah. 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 That is Gulliver. I mean, right? that is his. Yeah. yeah but, that's okay. not but it's a purposeful name reference. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thought, yeah. No. Thought yeah. Thought it's so. definitely. Okay. Um, but yes, until next time, thank yes. you all so much for thank listening. You all. It's so, it was so much fun being back. You yes, guys. we're so glad to have you back. And you. You, will be, you will be on the rest of the ones this year for sure. Yeah. It should probably be a good long while till you're having to duck out again. Yes. Yeah. If, if, uh, we, if I weren't here all the time, I wouldn't be here all the time. But <laughs> we love still COVID. Though. Yeah. It's still um, awesome. And, and like, subscribe. But we, we so appreciate you all. Tell other people about us and send us... Um, Comments. Tweets. Comments. Like comments yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Just interact with us. Yeah. Stay safe, everyone. Take mm-hmm. care of yourselves, and we love you. Yes. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals two seven nine zero five six six every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed check it out for more info the two pieces of music used in this episode were created by kevin mcleod you can find both the curtain rises and cool cats at incomptech.com that's i-n-c-o-m-p-e-t-e-c-h.com Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. seeing we will uh well, I, don't know. I, I don't know
I don't know. Tell me, tell me more, babe. We walking down the the road with our with a good friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, babe. <laughs> Your good friend Gulliver. Oh gosh, no. We will be uh, using uh, terrible ways to put out fires. <laughs> what? Gulliver travels. Okay. No. I almost wanted to just let you do that. No. 